0: A and that one's deep. Right. Christian you are locked on Brewers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host for Locked On Brewers, Ben Larson, wishing you a good Friday. The Brewers with an eleven to five win over the Pittsburgh Pirates, and anytime you get a win at PNC Park. It is a good day, especially recently. We'll get into the game. We'll do three up, three down. We will dive into your listener mailbag as well a little bit later on in the show. A reminder that you can find yours truly on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers, at Lockdown Brewers and at Cheesehead Talks. That's my personal uh, Twitter account, so go follow me there. Follow Lockdown Brewers. Try to post some content and some comments throughout the day, throughout the game, so you can follow me on Twitter again, At Lockdown Brewers and at Cheesehead Talks. Like I mentioned, we'll get into the mailbag segment. We'll also, uh, this is the last show of the week. On Monday, we'll talk a little bit about the draft and recap the weekend. And Scott Borkenhagen back on Tuesday. The Sabermetrics dude follows the Brewers uh, sabermetrically. Is that a word? It's not. But we'll talk with him again. And uh, we'll focus in on uh, some key factors for the team. And also uh, on certain players. That's what we'll do. It's Tuesdays with Scott. It's, uh, that's what we do every Tuesday, and he'll be with us next week as well. So be sure to uh, keep that in the back of your mind as we head into next week. So, you know, look, uh, it was a lot of fun last night. It got a little tense there, thanks to Corbin Burns, who we'll get to, but the Brewers uh, with the win. So thanks we'll in large part to Mike Moustakis. Who, who and uh, here's the, uh, you know, look, Dan Plesac did the game for Bill Schroeder, and here is uh, here is him after the game. Oh, hang on. I'm going to call the Park Ranger. 1-800-PARK-RANGER. Hey, Mike Mustakis. the moose is loose. <laughs> there you go, Dark. So, <laughs> so, I'd play that for you again in case you missed it. He said it a few times during the game and uh, did that bit. And Dan please will be with us through the weekend. So, it'll be fun to get the thoughts on, on him. But the Brewers with a big win, uh, Mustakis part of it. Yeah, let's just get into it with three up or three down uh, because – you know, again, a big part of that, the leader, is the moose. And so uh, let's kick it there. Three up, three down. So, yeah, look, Moustakis was fantastic. He's been very good this year, maybe a little bit quietly. Uh, you know, he's, what, 15 home runs now? I mean, he's uh, he's really having a good year. His average up near 270 been very consistent. You know, he wasn't so consistent last year coming over. He was a a good bat that lengthened out the lineup, but he's really putting up the stats so far this year, and and if this continues in any fashion, and you can figure out first base, (laughs) oh man, if you can figure out first base, uh, this Brewer lineup really looks to be rounding into shape. Partly because of him, four for six, two home runs, four RBI last night, and also Yasmani Grandal. I mentioned it on yesterday's show how he's already surpassed Brewer catcher production from a year ago. Grandal, our second up, because he was four for six, a home run, only one driven in. I couldn't believe that when I looked at it; I thought it was more. His average up to two eighty two now. So Yasmani on a hot streak for sure right now, and he's a little bit streaky, but obviously you look at his overall production, and it's really really good for the Brewers and getting their money's worth out of that uh, that big one year deal that he signed. And so Moose and Grandal, were really the anchors last night. It was nice to see as our third up just the offense look 18 18 hits that's a season high four home runs you know and really the response late they get two in the top of the eighth which at the time you didn't think was a huge deal it pushed a 5-2 game to a 7-2 game but then uh the pirates will get to that in a minute they come back and, and score three runs and make it seven five so it's very close And then the Brewers respond in the ninth again with four runs in the inning to put the game out of reach. And so just, again, a really great offensive night for the crew. Hard to come by at PNC. Maybe I'm overblowing that. I don't think I am. Look, the Brewers 6-14 there over the last two years and uh, get the first win of the year in their first attempt this year, so that was pretty big. Uh, The downs, yes. You know, look, I'm going to nitpick here after the first one. The first one's obvious. The next two, total nitpick. But, you know, you'll you'll just take it as it is. Sometimes you have a good game, and what are you going to do? Corbin Burns is the big down of the ballgame. Two-thirds of an inning, three hits, three runs, a walk. Corbin Burns' ERA is a cool 9.92 on the season. You know, and it's it's hard sometimes because you look at it, and he was so good in the role he's currently in last year, coming up as a rookie, Really helped. Big, big cog in the Brewers' playoff run. Big in the playoffs. He was lights out from the bullpen. And you thought he could translate that into the starting rotation. Look, when they had Peralta, Woodruff, and Burns come over to be starters, you really thought Corbin Burns was going to be the guy that would stick and be successful. Doesn't always work that way. You can see when he pitches. You can watch him pitch, and you can see how good he is going to be. And, you know, we'll talk about it more, but I feel like the Brewers really need him to figure it out, Uh, (laughs) stating the obvious. But they need to work to figure out how best to get him to figure it out because they're going to need him down the stretch. That bullpen needs Corbin Burns. You can see how good he can be if he can just put it together. If he's having problems from the stretch, you know, he gives up a bleeder and then he works from the stretch and then all of a sudden he gets hammered last night. It's not good and he's got to figure it out and he's good enough to figure it out. And they need him this year. But definitely a down last night. That's the big down. The other two, little nitpicky. Uh, the number two down, Chase Anderson's pitch count. He threw 94 pitches, but he only went five innings. He's pounding the strike zone. The inning that really killed him, inning number two, I think it was a 28 pitch. Or maybe he got up over 30. I can't even remember. A uh, second inning. The good news there, he gives up a couple of, of bloops and a ground ball that could have been a double play if it would have been you know, two feet to the left. Uh, but that's baseball. He gets through it, Moose only giving a uh, giving up one run, uh, and so that was that was really big as as far as uh, Corbin Burns was concerned. Or sorry, Chase Anderson was concerned. <laughs> Wrong pitcher there, uh, but you know it made a lot of sense. So he gets through it and uh, ninety four pitches. You wish he could have gone six because the bullpen had to work a little bit last night, at least six but he did pitch overall pretty well. The other uh, minor down, and this is just personally me nitpicking, maybe you too, I I cannot now watch Chase Anderson pitch. And if you have kids, you might uh, feel the same way on this. Uh, Kids who watch TV. I don't know if you're familiar with Paw Patrol, but every time I hear Chase Anderson at his name, I think Chase is on the case. Thank God the Brewers don't have anybody on the roster named Marshall or Sky or Rubble uh, because it just drives me insane. That show is already driving me insane. Maybe another year or two and I won't be thinking about that anymore, but it's all I can think about with Chase Anderson. It's really unfortunate. Uh, the other down that's nitpicky, kind of tongue-in-cheek, Dan please say, okay? Uh, he's fun. Look, he's a good time. They were freaking out last night a little bit, though, about what to do with Josh Hader after he came in in the eighth through seven pitches. And uh, the Brewers started scoring a bunch on the ninth, and they were acting like it was a huge deal about you know not having Hater back in the game, and I didn't really understand it. You get a 5-6 run lead, no, he's not coming back in the game. He can pitch tonight now. That's great. Anyway, <laughs> Dan Flesek's here with us for the weekend. I actually enjoy him, and uh, just in, in maybe smaller doses. So <laughs> We'll see how that plays out uh, the rest of the weekend, but it'll probably be pretty entertaining. As uh, Bill Schroeder is on vacation or assignment or whatever he's doing. So uh, we will uh, get the best of Dan Plesek here the rest of the weekend. That's three up, three down. We'll come back. We'll do a mailbag segment coming up. Your questions as posted on Twitter, and I'll do my best to answer those. And uh, we'll have that coming up next year on the Lockdown Brewers podcast. Before we do that, guys, let's talk about sex Good sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go, or heck, maybe you are today, but you want some extra confidence. You want to boost your performance. Go to bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So, you know, they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever opportunity arises. It's Blue Chew. Go to Chew.com. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 in shipping. Again, BLUE, that's color blue, BlueChew.com. Promo code MLB to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Today's show brought to you by Hotels.com don't hate like your friend's trip book your own with hotels.com get rewarded basically everywhere hotels.com be there do that get rewarded remember to get this show every day subscribe to locked on Brewers on the new Himalaya podcast app in an ever-expanding podcast world you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlists and new features every day download Himalaya and your apps at your app store and subscribe to locked on Brewers. Your only daily Brewers podcast. All right, time for the mailbag portion of the show. We'll do this once a week. And I like to take your questions, make sure that you're getting involved in the podcast. So this being our first week, this is our first mailbag. And we start with Milwaukee Matt, who's uh, by the way, Milwaukee Matt, thanks for saying so many nice things about the show on Twitter. And thanks for the follow. Really appreciate it. And, and again, do tweet questions at me. Uh, for the show, or just to give it a follow for the content and uh, what's going on with Lockdown Brewers, just go to at Locked On Brewers at Locked On Brewers. That's the Twitter handle. Also, my personal Twitter is at Cheesehead Talks. If you want to uh, hit me up on Twitter as well, so Milwaukee Mad asks, what Brewer do you think is most likely to reach their first career All Star All Star Game? Excuse me, this year. So I, I looked it up just to make sure uh, <laughs> that uh, nobody had been to an all-star game for what I'm about, about to say, but I really believe that Orlando Arcia might have a shot. Uh, it, you know, He's going to have to continue to have some big hits here, and, and rightfully so. But with his spectacular defense, that's never been the issue. Uh, if he keeps getting some hits and keeps that average up 260, 270, he'd have to climb a little bit to get to 270. But if he can do that, uh, he's one of them on the offensive side. Mike Mustakis, I think, is going to go to the All Star game, but he's already been there once. He was there in 2015 with the Royals. Um, on the pitching side, you got to think that both Davies and Woodruff have a really good shot. You know, well, again, you have to see kind of how the the month of June plays out for them because pitchers are are not voted on but selected by the managers and leagues here. So, if if Brandon Woodruff and Zach Davies continue to do what they do, it'd be hard to hold both of them out. Uh, definitely one of them could go, maybe both. So that would be my answer there, Milwaukee Matt. Uh, Nick asks, why is Travis Shaw being recalled with this horrible performance in AAA? Yeah, look, uh, the, the thought is, the report is, that Shaw is going to be recalled after the weekend series and come back to Milwaukee with the Brewers. And I'll admit I saw that as well and kind of cringed a little bit. But when you look at where the Brewers are at, I mean, you, you could keep him down, and I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'm not even, I'm not even uh, really trying to defend their decision to bring him up, uh, if that's indeed what happens here next week. But, you know, I think the thinking behind it is he is our third baseman or second baseman. He's a rock in the lineup. He end up, he could end up playing first. I look at this and say, well, Travis Shaw is going to start hitting again because guys just don't stop hitting I mean he's a guy who had 60 plus home runs over the last two years you know hit for a decent average uh, in today's game at 250 or so and he's been a big part of your lineup for the last two plus years he's going to be able to get back to that I don't know about Jesus Aguilar I don't think the sample size is big enough to say that he's going to regress or progress to the mean and become a good hitter again I'm not so sure if I had to bet I would say it's Shaw and I think the Brewers think that as well, and I think they think, and I think they're right on this, that it's just a matter of time. Now, you could argue, well, then keep him down in the minors till he figures it out. No, I mean, the guy's proven himself at the big league level, and he's a part of this team, and he's a big part of this team, and I think the thinking is, you know, you need him on the big league club. And, and again, I wouldn't be opposed to him being down at AAA for another couple of weeks, Nick. I really wouldn't. But I can see where the Brewers are coming from here, and... The real question is, who do they send down? And if it is Keston here and it might need to be, that's going to make a lot of people upset, and I get it. But I don't mind that necessarily either in the big picture because if Keston here can take a breath, get down to AAA, uh, continue to rake, he'll be back up again. In fact, it might, be, it might be if the Brewers' hand is forced here and they can't make a move to go get a first baseman at the trade deadline, you might see Travis Shaw playing first down the stretch that could happen. I mean, look what this team's done. They put him in second. They put Mustakas at second. Why wouldn't you put Travis Shaw at first, if you have Hira at second, Mustakas at third, and that might give you your best lineup. So, uh, we'll see what happens there, but I understand your frustration, Nick. I do. And, and we'll see where, where it goes. All right. And a final, uh, mailbag question. B shift Bob asks, who's the one critical starter the Brewers could trade for at the deadline to help push them toward a world series. Uh. Okay, I'll humor you, B-Shift, Bob, and I'll explain that in a minute. I went and looked at, at you know who is on the, the trade rumors, who might be the hot pick. There's a couple guys that come up. Uh, one is Madison Bumgarner, who was linked to the Brewers in the offseason, and, and reportedly they talked to him and, and the, the Giants, and it just never came to fruition. So he might be on the trade uh, block again to come to a team, and obviously Madison Bumgarner has proved it in the postseason. So would I be happy if the Brewers got him? Sure. You know, as long as they didn't give up uh, too many people to get him. But, but I'd be happy if the Brewers got him, absolutely. The other guy would be Zach Wheeler of the Mets. If if New York can't to put it together and contend, he might be on the trading block uh, for the Mets as as one of those hot picks. So maybe those two guys, maybe even a Noah Syndergaard, you know, as, as uh, time moves along here. And there'll be some other names that come into the picture. That was me humoring you, Matt, and here's why. Or Bishop Bob, and here's why. The Brewers are not going to trade for a starting pitcher. (laughs) We've been clamoring for this forever, and I know they kicked the tires last year, and they'll kick the tires again this year, but they're not going to trade for a starting pitcher. It's not going to happen. They're going to look bullpen first, and they should, by the way, because they're going to need help in the bullpen, particularly if Corbin Burns can't figure it out by the second half of the season. And there's absolutely no guarantee and probably not a lot of confidence at this point that he's going to. They're going to need help in that bullpen, a lot of help. Maybe two, maybe three arms. Three's probably stretching it, but definitely two. They did that last year with Soria, with Cedeno. Remember them bringing those guys in? Look, they lost Knable and Wall before the season, and they're thin. You know, and there's only so many guys, and it's very few, that Craig Council is going to be able to trust down the stretch and and into postseason play. So they're going going to need to make a move there, and that's first priority. They're starting pitching right now. In way better shape, I think, than any time last year. Really, with the way Woodruff's pitching, Davies, Chase Anderson last night, even Gio Gonzalez, obviously, and Chasine, you know, is is not even as good as he was last year, but he's still pretty good. They're, I think, they're happy with the starting pitching, and they're going to look bullpen, and they might look a little bit of offense, maybe first base. Clearly, if if they can't figure that out, because that's a gaping hole in the lineup right now. So that's the fan mailbag. Brewers and Pirates go at it again tonight. Game two of the four-game series. Jolie Chassin against Chris Archer. By the way, Archer, remember one of those trade deadline pit deals last year? The Pirates picked him up. He's one in five. His ERA 5.75. Grass isn't always greener. Let that be the lesson, kids, for today's show. Uh, next week, we'll talk about the draft. We'll get some Sabre metrics on again. We'll have a good time next week as the Brewers continue into June now. My thanks for you to listening. And remember, you can subscribe to this show on the new Himalaya Podcast app as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked on Brewers. I'm Ben Larson. Talk to you on Monday when we deliver your daily Brewers fix on Locked on Brewers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.